Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. That was fast. Thank you all for staying with us. Numbers, uh, we've got one line open, 303-477-5600. The text line, 307-200-8222. Drive Radio, myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive with us as well today. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Larry's out. So, Larry, if you're listening, thanks for all you do. We appreciate it. Larry will be back with us here uh, at some point for sure, but uh, we'll, we'll get him dialed in first before that happens. Uh, but, Larry, thanks for all you do. We appreciate it very much. Doug in Denver, you are next. Go ahead, sir. Hi guys, how are you uh, doing, Doug? Yeah, I forgot the question. Um, if you were buying something, what would you not go without? That's right. Newer used. What do you have to have? Uh, cruise control. Oh, yep. Good one. Yep. Okay, that's probably standard these days. And on most uh, vehicles, it is yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, well, I can come back to that question. Main question is. Um, I've been told I have a leak in a water pump, and that could affect the timing belt. Um, what kind of car? How are those? I'm sorry, that 2001 Isuzu Rodeo. Yeah. I can't remember. And that definitely has a timing belt. I believe it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that does. Pretty sure, yeah. I mean, point being, and what they're probably saying is, if you're going to go in and do water do pump, you got to do it all. You just go yeah. ahead and do the kit, do the t- do, you know, do the timing belt, whatever else is needed, tensioners and so on, and do it all. Doug, you're there. The labor is basically the same. Right. Exactly. You might as well. Yeah. What's What's the normal uh, lifespan for for the uh, for a typical water pump? Oh, it varies on the vehicle yeah. and how often the coolant's been serviced and how much it's driven and so on uh i mean most cases as long as the coolant is kept up to speed and so on a water pump anymore will last you know 150k or longer depending upon the vehicle and how well it's cared for so it's not that common anymore to have a water pump go out not like it used to be right i haven't been anywhere near that because i've been working at home for the last three years so we're talking about maybe ten thousand miles total on this well uh, sitting too yeah, vehicles that sit a lot too uh, can have problems just because the it's not rotating on a regular basis, so the seals can be affected in some cases along those lines also. Um, but uh, and you know it's ten years or a hundred thousand miles on the timing belt, so they pretty much on that would be you know looking at replacement on those, so or you know on a regular basis. This is a three-year-old job. I did it in 2020. Do you remember what pump you used, Doug? Right. Uh, I do not. 
a lot, I mean, I'm just going to be straight up honest. Yeah. It really depends on even the quality of the pump as well. Yeah. And that's the one uh, criticism I have, I think, in the aftermarket world is a lot of the uh, a lot of the water pumps in the remat, you know, in the aftermarket world are either remanufactured. Sometimes you don't anymore hardly find any rebuilds, but there are a lot of remanufactured pumps, and there are new pumps as well. But I will just flat out say, when it comes to water pumps, you get what you pay for. Yeah, literally on on the pretty much all of them. We have found, you know, there are name brand ones that we don't use, but the OE, so there are different manufacturers of those pumps, and some of the pumps that are, you know, they have a big name on them, but we have found, especially on the imports, they don't last very well. So we have gone with the, they call it the the OE kit, pretty much, that's made by the manufacturer, usually ASIN or something like that and or denso or something along those lines so it's one of those that we've had really good luck with the oe more than those names again uh the altrom or the um and this is going through napa anyway the altrom or the what asin a s i n um, mm-hmm. those are the pumps that we typically use or the belt kits basically that we typically use and have had really good luck on the imports, especially. ASIN and what's the first one? Uh, uh, Altrom, A-L-T-R-O-M. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's helpful. Um, this is going to be my, uh, third time around and I time to build it. So. Yeah, and yeah, and then the name brand kits we have just not had good luck with. I mean the the gates and things like that we just haven't had good luck with. I you know I agree. No, you're, no, I agree yeah, with you. I'm no, I not pointing I, fingers, no, but I can't you know, argue with that. At all I, can. If we have good luck with one and we don't with another, we're going with yep. the one we have good luck with. So I agree with it's, you. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, the gentleman that's on there with you, John, what's the name of his shop? Uh, Tune Tech Automotive. We're in Aurora. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Ken. Okay. Ken Rackley. Yep. Are you guys open on Saturdays? No, we're not. None of ours are, Ken, uh, Doug. None of none of the drive radio. No, none of our drive radio okay. shops are. They they put in about uh, fifty to sixty during the week, and none on the weekends. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, guys. Uh, Doug, right. thank you. No, Appreciate great, it. great question. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Uh, lines open, 303-477-5600. Question of the day is if you're going to buy a new or used vehicle, what is the one item you just have to have? Somebody else texted and said power. Not, not like power windows or any of it. Yeah, like right. Power, just, like just it has to run well. So Cars of cars of many years ago didn't even get out of their no, own way. So I, that and, one I'm fully, yeah. fully aware of as well and fully agree with. Bill, yeah. you're next. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while, John. Hey, Bill. Uh, thanks for calling. Good show. Uh, I have a couple things that on a new car, and then I have a question. Sure. Uh, a new or used car. I like automatic headlights because a lot of times with the new dashes that are out that yes. are electronic, uh, they light up as soon as you start the car up, and uh, people don't turn on their headlights. Right. So that's, I like that. The other thing is, um, uh, you know, I got that Acadia from Canada, and next year, Canada, because I've done some research on Canada, Canada, excuse me, Canadian laws for cars. Next year, they're coming out as being required that when you turn your windshield wipers on, 
the headlights will automatically come on. Oh, I like which that I think too. Is great. Yeah. It's when you turn your wipers on, your headlights are on. But what my question uh, is, <clears throat> oh, but before I get to that, the other thing I like, my Audi, my other car, Audi, uh, the windshield wipers turn on when it senses rain, like a mist or something, they automatically turn on. I like that because a lot of people will drive without turning them on. But what my question is, and you talked about it, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to replace the wiper blades on my 22 uh, Acadia. Mm-hmm. What brand do you like for a good wiper blade? I've tried all different. I ones. like the Bosch icons. That's the me Bosch personally. Icon. Okay. They're not. It's not really a quote unquote winter blade. In fact, the winter blades of old aren't even what they used to be and don't do what they used to do. The icons are uh, a beam. Yeah, they're a beam type of a blade, uh, which means they stick to the the windshield no matter what speed you're going. And they don't have every wiper. I don't care. Even the old winter blades all had some freeze-up issues. It's just sure. the way a lot of vehicles are. But I've noticed less with those than a lot of the others, Bill. That's why. And, again, I plow snow, and I'm out in it when a lot of other folks aren't. And that's the blade I run. Okay. What do they run, about 25 bucks a piece? Yeah, yeah, even less than that, depending upon where you buy them. Napa, yeah, 20 25 somewhere. Depends on the vehicle and how long they are. Sure. Okay, well, I'm ready to replace. I know it's only a couple years old, but I'm ready to replace the ones on the Cadia because the ones that come from the factory aren't, you know, they're kind of crap. They don't last very long. Wiper blades anymore, six months to a year is about, about uh-huh. all we're getting out of. You can almost yeah. change them when the time changes. Not quite, but fairly close. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to do that. I, I put on uh, winter blades. I don't do that anymore, but I put on winter blades for the winter and then take those off. Sure just put on my regular blades back on but i haven't done that but no i i I appreciate that i've I've been looking forward to hear what you recommended i couldn't remember but no i think the head automatic headlights and now like i said when you turn the wipers on the headlights will come on at least that's going to be in canada and i'm sure that i actually like that that's a good idea i do like that actually because most people when you're when you're running the wipers they need to be on i mean most cars anymore like you like he said have the automatic headlights anyway but you know those vehicles that don't that's a good idea Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good show, guys. Bill, Thanks. no, thank you very much. I appreciate it. A couple that came in over the text line is well, actually lots of them, so I'll name a few of these off. And thanks for listening all the way in Canyon, Texas, by the way. I appreciate that very much. Lane departure lights on the truck mirrors. Um, you know, I can't argue that one either. And uh, like, I like drive a lot of new vehicles. I'm driving the new uh, GMC Canyon this week with the 27. Uh, turbocharged four-cylinder engine, which so far so good. It works great. I haven't driven it a lot just today because I was gone, you know, this week to SEMA show. So I'll drive it, you know, next few days here till till I think next Thursday. And so far so good. Love that vehicle already. I mean, I already like the Colorado size and all of that anyways, but I really like that vehicle. And it's got more bells and whistles than the ones that, that uh, you know, Ken has. You've got an older Colorado, so do I. Yeah. Or did I, I should say. And uh, they work very, very well. And uh, I I'm, I do like, I'm just getting spoiled. I guess the more of the newer vehicles I drive where you have some of these features where it's got the lane departure warning and it's got the blind spot monitoring and all of those things built in, does it make you a more lazy driver? I don't think so. Personally, no. It doesn't make me any more lazy. But I will tell you that there are times where people will s- sort of sneak up, if you would. Yeah. And those lights will 
let you know. Yeah, somebody's they there. they let you know that somebody just snuck up that you may not have noticed that you know maybe they're driving faster. I don't know something along those lines where all of a sudden there's somebody next to you that you weren't aware of, but those sure. lights will tell you there is. Yeah. No, and I will say this. Some manufacturer systems work better than others. That is what's interesting. They're not all created equal. And like I always say, before you buy any vehicle, no matter what the reviewers say, because every reviewer is looking at it in their own world, okay, myself included. There's things I like. There's things other people like. And it really comes down to you as an individual. You need to get in the vehicle and drive it. And is it what you like? And does it work the way you like it? And I will also say this. Find a dealer that will work with you on the test drive side. You can't learn everything about a vehicle in a one-mile around-the-block trip. <laughs> right. You exactly. just can't. You've, you've got to get at least four or five miles on it even. You've got to get on the you know, highway speeds and around town and a little bit of traffic and so on. And around the, you know, from the dealership and around the block, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just being yep, honest here. Exactly. If you're not going to be able to do anything more than that, don't go. Yeah. You're right. not learning enough in a yeah. one-block trip. Yeah. You know, down the block, over a block, down the block, over a block, and you've made a circle, you know, clockwise circle around the dealership. You haven't driven it enough at that point to really know. I've always said in the past, this isn't easy to do today. This is the one downside to what's happened with COVID, the strike, and all of these things. But I've always said in the past, if you're getting ready to buy a vehicle and spend those big dollars, because it is a big purchase anymore now to buy a new vehicle, rent one. Yeah. For two or three days if you can yeah. prior. Go ahead and spend a little bit of money on the rental side to see if you really like that vehicle size, shape. Now, I will also say that on a rental, it may not have all of the bells and whistles right. that you're going to buy on the next vehicle. So just keep that in mind. But as far as size functionality, wise, size, right. all of that, go Steering, rent one. Yeah, seat position. Just, yeah, Even if you're thinking of buying a GMC, but you can go drive a Chevy or vice versa. I mean, th- there's other similar. ways to do yeah. this, but drive something similar to see if it yeah. is something you, in fact, like before you go out and spend big money. Because an around-the-block test drive at the dealership yeah. isn't enough, right. by the way. You need to sit in that thing for as long as possible because, I mean, your average commute is, what, a half an hour? But, right. Uh, you know, what, it, at what least. if you need to sit in it for an hour? Correct. You know? I mean, is it going to be uncomfortable? Is That's it gonna, right. You know, is that blind spot going to really bug you? Is, and some you have know, those. Yeah, right. Depends exactly. on the vehicle. So, yes, yeah. please, you know, do some of that before doing any of that. Mike in Good Westminster, idea. you got a question on towing. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Fall Special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. This debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. Maintaining your vehicle will give you additional years of performance. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business in Littleton. We are all for making your life simpler, offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush from Geno's. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. 
A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist' perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. If you're new to the area, our Napa Auto Care Center would like to extend a hearty welcome. We'd like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us, plus welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. And we're getting messages, by the way, from all over the country, which we appreciate very much. Just got one in from uh, Nebraska. Thank you guys up there for listening as well and just read your message. And great story. Great job, by the way, on buying a, a brand new uh, Denali uh, uh, crew. Or sorry, I don't know if it's a crew cab. Didn't say, but it's a 3500 Denali, probably a crew cab truck, most likely, ultimate. Nice truck, by the way. You will not be disappointed. That's a fabulous vehicle so good job thank you by the way on that we appreciate it very much and they said they bought it at a dealer in cheyenne that was fantastic not pushy on any extended warranty stuff they paid cash wasn't even pushy on that because the dealer gets a little kickback on the financing so thank you for that story by the way i appreciate that very much and thank you to the dealer in cheyenne for doing that as well uh, mike in westminster you're next uh, so this may be a conversation <laughs> by the way the land departure stuff 
Well, I have a Lexus. I turn it off. Drove me crazy. It's always doing something that distracted me. So anyway, that's just another story. No, and, and as, um, as I said earlier, that every company has a little different uh, idiosyncrasies in how they do some of those things. Some are very annoying, and some work very well. You are correct. Yeah, it drove me nuts. Anyway, I have a uh, 2019 uh, F-150 twin-turbo 3.6, I think. Yeah, 3.5, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Yeah, it's not the 2.7. It's the bigger V6. Okay. And... Uh, I love the power. Fuel economy is awesome. I mean, for a pickup, um, I my concern is, you know, their I think their maximum tow weight is you know ten eleven thousand pounds or something like that. And I have been doing some towing, but not a lot. And I'm wondering only because I have a friend that basically burned his up at seventy thousand miles because he was towing big long heavy trailer. Oh. And just because the motor will produce that much horsepower, to me, doesn't mean that you should. You should. It's, it's a V6, not a V8. And I was kind of looking for your opinion on that. Plus, these oil change intervals drive me crazy. I'm old-fashioned, and I, I just don't think you should push oil to the limit and change it. Agree. I, I'm one of those. You know, I change the pickup every four thousand miles. I mean, they, they recommend keep doing 7, it. Seven thousand. Nope. No, whatever, you're no, you're but, fine. That four to five mark on most vehicles today is where you need to be. I actually had a conversation with several folks at SEMA along those same lines, and yeah, we we in our world were spot on in that. There's still a lot of manufacturers pushing the other. They're dead wrong, Mike. You shouldn't go that far. Uh, no. Those those are by the way those are folks that have no stake in the game like you and I do. Well, you know you know what pickups cost today. I mean, holy yep. crap! I don't want to go out and buy another one. Fully agree. <laughs> yeah. And same with my Lexus. I'm, you know, it's a hybrid, but you know they say ten thousand. I'm like, yeah, no, right? Hell no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, four, four to five thousand miles, it's out of there. And I don't use the zero anymore. I don't. They say two, but for economy, but uh, it it go. It, it's just too thin. It goes somewhere. I don't know where it goes. The the zero twenty, you know, it was designed so. They get a lot of cooling from the oil systems on these. So with the thinner oil, it's moving through those passages faster. faster. So it's moving faster, and it's able to cool better. Right. So it's removing that And the that tolerances heat. in a lot of these right. engines, lifters especially, some of the, well, yeah. not just lifters, cam phasers, which most every engine has right. today. Exactly. Uh, all of that, Mike, is requiring uh, a thinner oil because the ports, the way right. they're controlling this is on a level where, to the naked eye, you can't hardly right. even see what's yeah. going on. It's it's not. I don't want to say it's microscopic, but it's so small that you'd literally need a magnifying glass or something to that effect to really see what's going on. So in turn, yeah. you need really good, solid, thin, clean oil. Right, and yeah, it it it's all designed for that zero right. zero weight. Even though you That's think right. it's too thin, it was designed for that. So. It's best to, I would say it's best to stay with that weight that they recommend, especially with our cold temperatures, things like that, too. Well, I do, you know, in the winter, I do move to a five to five weight. But what I'm saying is the oil was going somewhere. I could never see Oh, it was using it? A tailpipe? I, I don't okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. But I move, in the summer, I moved to 10W. It, it's solid. I don't lose any oil. It, I don't know where it was going. Hmm. Uh yeah. And I there's nothing in the coolant. Right. Nothing. It was just evaporating. It was going somewhere. I, I don't know where. 
So I just stopped using it, and because it's electric, everything in this thing's electric. In in the hybrid, it's you know the oil pump, you know, sure. water. It's all electric. It's it's pumping all the time, whether the motor's running or not. So I I just started using it and it's working for me. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not saying that. Do what works. Don't, yeah. You know, exactly. No, I don't get listen it. to Mike Joe Mechanic, the old <laughs> guy that changes his oil all the time. I mean, uh, you know, do what do what you think's right for your motor. Sure. Well, but, and, and Mike, to your point, also is something that most folks don't also realize. This is what bothers me about a lot of the forums and things that are out there where people are giving ideas on how often your oil should be changed. And it's why here we always ask. What are you driving? How are you driving? And what engine is in the vehicle? Because all of that has a factor in how often you're changing oil today. It's no longer a standard statement. Right. Right. And yeah. the tranny fluid in the truck. You know, they say it's lifetime on my car. No, it's lives. not. Uh-uh. No such no. thing. Now, that's true across the board. There's no such thing, period. <laughs> if you want a short oh, I, lifetime, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it will be changed well, when you have to rebuild it because one. you didn't change yes. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So on my on my Ford, back to that, uh, the Lexus, you can change it. I mean, there's you know you can't get it all out unless you take it in somewhere, but you can change three or four quarts at a time. Sure. But then on the pickup, there's no way to do it except to drop the pan, which, you know, I, I'm comfortable with. Uh, the factory stuff out of the factory. How long should it, should I be pulling that out? I tow a little bit, not heavy, but I do tow. I wouldn't go much more than fifty thousand. Okay, and I'm at forty two thousand. So, all right, I'll be pulling that out in the spring. Well, and they, can they're, I, do they're, you have to use Ford, or can you use Valvoline, or you know, one of no, the, Ford doesn't make its own oil. No, it. I think it's the LV fluid on that, probably. So as long as it, it's Anybody specified that, LV, doesn't yeah. matter what brand. Right, exactly. Did just just find the the, the spec and buy yep, whatever. That's you want. Right, exactly. Okay, well, I sure appreciate your help today. You're very welcome, very welcome, Mike. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, and yeah, it's why we try to not make. Blanket statements on oil changes, transmission flushes, and so on, because it, re- it more than ever, literally more than ever, there was a time when I started in the industry, it was standard. Three yeah. months, 3,000 miles, didn't matter what you are driving. Right. You can't make those statements anymore. So anytime you're out reading or even listening to what other people say, unless they're asking specific questions as in, what are you driving? What engine's in it? What type of driving are yeah. you doing? What do you do There's, with it? Yeah, yeah exactly. You cannot get a standard. There's no standard answer. So unless somebody's right. asking those questions, don't listen to them because they don't know what they're talking about. Right. I'm exactly. sorry. They just don't because there's not a standard answer today. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. Those days are long gone. Right. So I, I do Uber Eats. Well, okay. That's, and then you're, everything's you, you, different you, for you. Right, exactly. You want to do this. That's and, right. You, know, you get on the highway every day, well, you do this. Correct. It's yeah, a totally different, different scenario. So Buck and Cheyenne, you're next. Good morning. Good morning, morning Buck. Day. It's a beautiful day up here in Wyoming. It is here it's as well. Here and uh, we, I think the good Lord has blessed us with a really nice fall uh, for the last couple months. It's uh, been pretty mild. Than normal. Yeah, definitely. I think you guys have been too. I think, don't you, well, your question of the day was about uh, what we would like to have or what the greatest invention was for uh, cars. Well, there's a couple things that are what you should have when you're driving. There's a couple things. I think the first thing that's most important to me is to have liability insurance 
when I'm driving, mm. uh, especially in today's ignorant world. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, and the other thing is, I'm probably, this kind of dates me, but when I was a kid, I rebuilt a Model A, and it had a crank starter. So uh, I think the electric starter, who I guess Chrysler invented, uh, was probably one of the nicest things uh, that has ever... Can't argue that. (laughs) Yeah, can't argue that one, Buck. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of other good things. Uh, Air conditioning, ABS brakes, automatic transmissions, all kinds of stuff. But uh, uh, I remember the old Model A, you had to retard the spark or else you had a sore wrist for a week. It's going to kick back and break your arm. Yeah, yeah. these, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the folks that will say, I, I had a, and if you're listening today, great, still love you, but uh, we had a disagreement one day. I had somebody call in one day, Buck, and said, oh, I, I wish we were back in the good old days where I had my 55 Chevy and I could drive that coast to coast. And I said, not without a bag of tools or a technician riding along, oh, you can't. Right, a bag a of new, parts. <laughs> a new car, you can get in any of them without anything in it and go coast to coast, Buck, that's with right. no problem. So, yes, we've come a long way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm not so sure. We had a. We used to have some back in the 50s. The 50s were way more reliable than the... 40s, when I was a kid, my oh, yeah. folks had a 37 Ford four-door. Yep. <laughs> and then when I growing up, we used to figure 50 to 100,000 miles, you would have to build the engine someplace along that line. That's right. Uh, U-joints. Oh, yeah. Oh, anywhere from 20 yeah. to 30,000 miles. Yep. Depending upon what you were driving. Spark plugs, uh, five. When I started in the industry, Buck, just in the mid-70s, you tuned a car up every 6,000 miles. Yeah, right. Because they ran bad. Yeah, well, you mean, yeah, they started running terrible. Once to twice a year. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if, you, if it had points and stuff in it, you were putting points in it every 6,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought a, uh, I have, and I still have a 68 Barracuda that I'm uh, trying to get ready to, to show but uh, it came out with, it's 383, it's, it's a rare one. Um, but anyhow, it came out stock with points and condenser. It didn't have the dual points in it, but uh, a couple years later, Chrysler switched over to the electronic ignition, yeah. and you could put the, that in, and I, when I, that became available, I did that. So, yeah. uh, I tell you, there's a, the cars have more plastic in them, but I'm not sure that the plastic doesn't wear better than some of the tin we used to have. Right. Oh, agree. Yeah, you, no, definitely. Flat out agree with that, Bug. Again, another another great, um, uh, how should I say, improvement in the world is just what we can do with you know injection mold and plastics and, right. and now even 3D printing and things, Buck, that, yeah, we're in a day and age now to where there's a lot of cases where actually the plastic piece is better than what you would have oh, had sure. in a metal piece Definitely. all day long. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, yeah. I heard you, you talked about the good old days. Uh, my dad used to tell me, he's got, been gone for 25, 30 years now, he used to tell me, he says, some of the good old days weren't that good. Yeah, I agree, Buck. <laughs> I agree. There are good things about them, and our memory sure. reminds us of the good times, luckily. Right. But 
Were they really good? Well, again, I can remember, I mean, again, growing up in the industry and even some of the first road trips I I took on my own, even, you know, early on when my kids were little and so on, you always had a bag of tools with you for whatever you might have happen along the way. Buck, I will tell you, my tools today are more for if I got to fix a snowplow on the run or something like that when I'm out and about. But I'm not going to fix anything on a car because, number one, you just don't need to. You're right. Just hop in it and go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Zip ties well, and, and a pair of pliers. Yeah, you just, I mean, you're going to need tools for everything else but the car, not the car, Buck. <laughs> yeah. But, but, it, but if the car does quit you, you're not going to be able to fix it. No, you might. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have anything it, it, to do with it. Even Ken and I, yeah, you're not exactly. fixing anything in yeah. that case. No, yeah, right. Call the tow truck. That's yeah, right. I mean, That's exactly right. Towing trailers, stuff like that. I'll carry a bag of tools because of Because of that. Thing. Yeah, right. In my exactly. case with the snowplow, yeah. the add-ons is what I've got the tools for, not right. the car itself. Yeah, exactly. Or helping Helping somebody people. else, maybe. Yeah, That's exactly. right. Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, I generally carry enough tools with me to completely dismantle whatever I'm driving and <laughs> and, uh, and rarely use them, I'm guessing. Together, but that comes from an old habit from yeah. Yeah, that's when right. I was younger when that's we right. farmed and sure. ranched, and yeah. there was always something needed fixed. That's right. Yep. Buck, appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your day. Okay, and thank you. You're very day. welcome. Uh, Eva, hang tight. We'll come right back and, and talk to you as well. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take vitamins, exercise, ease up on the coffee. Sound familiar from your last visit to the doctor? Well, your Napa Auto Care Center knows preventative maintenance, too. By grouping together services your vehicle needs, customized for the way you drive, they can save you time, money, and hassles, prevent troubles down the road, and give you confidence when you travel. Ask your Napa Auto Care Center to build a preventative maintenance plan for your vehicle today. Visit NapaOnline.com. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. 
That's 303-662-0789. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Eva, how are you today? Hello. Hello, Eva. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Uh, Hey, I've got a quick uh, question from the previous show. Sure. Uh, and, the, and then um, a funny mention about the Chevy Spark. Okay, so um, I accidentally burned um, one of those sticky ribbons for uh, catching flies. Okay. And so it left a residue on something I don't want to damage. Uh, it's a metal. What could I use to take that sticky stuff off. And it's just on regular metal, or is it on paint, Eva? Uh, well, it's um, an appliance that is white. Okay. Uh, two things you could try. Charlie's holding uh-huh. up some Goo Gone. That might oh. take it off, so you could try that. Uh-huh. The other thing that typically will remove that also is acetone. One of the two. And acetone won't take the paint off of the appliance because it's got really nice hard paint, and the acetone won't bother that. What you have to be careful with acetone is plastic. So you don't want to get the acetone on a plastic because it can affect plastic. But if it's just on the metal itself, you should be able to use either the Goo Gone or acetone on it. Either way, it's going to be messy. It'll be messy. And wear rubber gloves, of course. Yeah, yeah, wear the rubber gloves. And And if you're a little sensitive to the chemical smell, acetone's very... Uh, smelly. There's you know fumes coming off it. So if you're sensitive to that, put a mask or something on as well, yeah. Eva. Because yeah, it smells it, like nail polish. It doesn't bother you know, me, but yeah, for a lot of folks, it does. You know, I kind of like the smell <laughs> of it. I'm, I'm I was going to say that too, but you know, hey, it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm a weirdo. Uh, yeah, Charlie's in here laughing at both of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I lost my sense of smell years ago, so, oh, <laughs> so that shouldn't bother yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's you're not going to smell it that long, but yeah, yeah. either one of those should. Do it's a strong that, smell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so acetone or goo gone. Correct. Thank you. And so I, in 2018, January, they were having a sale on 2017 Chevy Spark. Okay. And I bought one, and the one that was left, I went to the very last day of the sale, and the one that was left, I, I preferred a different color, but that's okay. And... uh the one thing that I can't believe uh, was part of the uh, the manufacturer of the 2017. You had to roll up and down your own windows. Uh huh. Yeah. Manual windows. And yet, yeah, and yet it had a backup camera, which I didn't care about. But it, I've learned to enjoy it. Right. But uh, I have arthritis. I'm elderly, and it's like those damn windows in the car. Is <laughs> and I, I'm too short to, to lean over if I want to roll down the path. I can't. <laughs> right. I can't do anything on the passenger side, and it hurts my arm to roll down yep. the window. <laughs> well, I'm spoiled. I like power windows, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Very spoiled. And, yeah, but I'm surprised that it didn't come... Uh, as an automatic feature, I in am too. 2017. They did have, and I, yeah, that is an option. I think so. Yeah, but oh yeah, they that was the one car that was oh. reduced in price that I sure. wanted because 
price. But I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> didn't get the power windows. And I asked about that uh, to the salesman. He said, well, you know, that actually is an expensive feature to manufacture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought it. I thought, uh, I mean, I, I have a 97 Toyota RAV4 that has power windows sure. that I bought mm-hmm. used. You know, so I was shocked that it, it was that way. But other than that, there's nothing wrong with the vehicle. Right. Very cool. Yeah. 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 yeah Very it's, cool. It's a, little thing. it's a little thing. I have the same amount of mileage on it as I have on my scooter. So when the weather's nice, I use the scooter. Good for you. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it, I, 2017, and I have like 16,900 wow. miles on each. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so. Good for you, Eva. Yeah. yeah. That's Thank good you. story. Good story. Yeah, last a long time. That's right. Yeah, there you well, go. Try the try those products, Eva. That should work. Let us know. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I love how helpful you guys well, thank are. You. Thank you, Eva. Appreciate it very much. Have a good oh. rest of your day. And I learned something which I never really looked up. So acetone, which I did not know this. It's a manufactured chemical. It's also found naturally in the environment. It's a colorless liquid, of course, with a distinct smell and taste we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It evaporates easily. It's flammable. dissolves in water. I didn't know that because I've never really messed with it hmm. that way. Yeah. Uh, it's called dimethyl ketone, uh, 2-propanone. Make sure I'm saying that right. Uh, it is used to make plastic, fibers, drugs, and other chemicals. It's also used to dissolve other substances like we just described a moment ago. Right. It occurs naturally in plants, trees, volcanic gases, forest fires, and as a product of the breakdown of body fat. It is, pr- it is present in vehicle exhaust, tobacco smoke, and landfill sites. Its industrial processes contribute more acetone to the environment than natural processes do, of course, which makes total sense. I did not know. So it's actually a, how do you want to say, it's sort of a natural product, I guess you could say, right. which I did not know. Right. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Yeah, who knew you could bottle it and and clean nail polish off with it and all kinds of different things. So Ketoacetosis. Thank you, Charlie. There you go. Yeah, when weight loss. So there you go. Uh, one, one of the... Uh, it's a methyl ketone that consists of propane bearing an oxo group at C2. That's, I guess, also why it's very cold. Because if you right. ever use acetone, you'll notice quick. that it's yeah. very cold. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's cold or if it, it feels cold. It, it's like gasoline or the evaporation rate is so fast that it, that it cools. It makes it cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why that's why running like propane and and those gases through a uh, orifice, you know, for air conditioning. I mean, there you, you go. Know, the same, okay, same, same principle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. And and ask. I'm one of those where uh, just having a small can of acetone around the house, you'll find all sorts of different uses for it. Yeah. It does work very well for some of the things that Eva just called in about, yeah. where you've got something that's gotten stuck on something and you need yeah. to get it off of there. It works very well for yeah, that. Yeah, cleaning. You know, cleaning the stickers that's you know right. leave the residue behind when you peel something off. Yeah, I'm, I'm somebody like me out. where you take all the emblems off of a car you buy. You're right. Exactly. Um, I cheat and use fishing line or dental floss to get the majority of it off first, and then what residue is left over, I will use acetone on that sure. to get the rest of that. Yeah. 
off. There's uh, in brake parts cleaner. There's a lot of acetone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So brake parts cleaner. Uh, it's a great I cleaning. Mean, yeah, exactly. Solvent, whatever you want to call I it. I kind of like the smell of brake parts cleaner too. But yeah, you know, that's a just, weird. Yeah, we've been around it too long. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. When you grow up around <laughs> gasoline and all that, yeah, you. you <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You, you've been around it too long. You sort of get used to it. All right, we'll be we'll be back. Lines open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Drive radio KLZ five sixty. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. When you find an automotive repair shop with service you can trust, that's a big deal. That's why so many of our Napa Auto Care Center's customers tell their friends and neighbors about us. Stop by today and pick up your referral cards. When one of your friends comes in for vehicle service or repairs, our Napa Auto Care Center will reward you. Find your nearest location at NapaOnline.com. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. 
Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. I will talk a little bit more about SEMA show today as well. A few things about that top of the hour, uh, noonish. I'll give you guys a few more things, and I will just say straight up, not all that of exciting of a show, and it's kind of with a lot of other things trade show-wise. It's sort of, in some cases, in every other year sort of a thing even and this last year of course with a lot of things that have gone on just you know economically and so on just a little you can just tell just a little bit different year than what it has been than what it was of course last year but again myself ken rackley tuntech automotive jeff in arvada you're next go ahead hi there uh first time caller long time listener thanks jeff and uh, yeah you bet i have a uh, 2016 leaf And I'm wondering about the battery on the leaf. We've seen over time degradation in the battery. Get rid of it. And at some point, oh, get rid of it. Get rid of the car. (laughs) I'm being straight up honest. That's a car that, unlike a lot of other EVs, where you can go and find even batteries, replacements, repair the cells, and so on, you can't on that car. That is a dealer battery only, and the older they get, the harder it is to even find it on that car. Jeff, if that car's still working, it still holds a charge, and it has any kind of life left in it at all, sell it. Ah, okay. okay that I one will not, that is one car down. not worth fixing. Hmm. Got it. Okay. And it's well, nothing against Nissan or the Leaf. I mean, I drove those back in the day, test drove them and so on. It's just that particular unit in the battery and so on, and... Josh up at Legacy can give you all of the info on that. He's studied all of those. He fixes those and so on. I think he's even got one right now. He's trying to fix, and it's a problem, Jeff. Got it. Good to know. Well, thank you very much for the input. I appreciate it. Yeah, so if you're at all thinking, hey, I need to do something different here, sooner than later, because it will only get worse, as you know. Because you're saying you're seeing some degradation already? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hold the max charge it used to. It still holds a pretty decent charge. It's a commuter, and I can zip to and from work and things like that. Yeah. So it's not a No, as you know, I mean, I, I, I don't own a Leaf, but a Bolt. And I know for, I've had this conversation with many people at SEMA this last week. And for what I do, what you do, uh, you know, it works fabulous. There's, I have no complaints whatsoever. But in your case, on that particular vehicle, if you're noting, noticing some degradation at this point, you're, what, seven years old. If it has any life left to where somebody else could still buy it, charge it, use it, I would sell it. Got it. 
Good, good point. Thank you very much. I okay. appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jeff. And I wouldn't normally say that about a lot of cars, but that's one that that's one of those where that particular battery is just hard to get replaced and it's expensive at the dealer that's a battery pack that most likely at the dealer is worth far more than the vehicle is that's a ten twelve thousand dollar battery pack at the dealer and wow. that one's not worth replacing when it's all said and done wow. again josh at legacy yeah, up right. in boulder legacy automotive in boulder uh, does a lot of the ev work and knows those really well uh and in some cases can repair some battery packs depending upon the hybrid and or the ev and what it is and so on in fact he i think he's already gotten we talked about this a couple of months ago he went ahead and bought one of the battery lifts where you you know because for all of you listening the battery pack you need a you need a lift for the vehicle to raise it up and then you need a lift for the battery pack that comes off the bottom of the car in most cases there's a bunch of shielding and such and then you take a lift and actually use it, and they make them in different sizes depending upon the battery pack and the size of, like, the Teslas are super heavy because they're one of the heavier ones out there. That car weighs 4,200 pounds, and a lot of that is battery. So you need the right lift then, hydraulic lift that looks like a car lift, only it's portable to go up under the car that's on the lift. And then drop it down. And you've got to make sure that you've got everything positioned on the lift itself, knowing that weight's coming out of the car. And now it's not, yeah, right. you know, you got to make shift. sure everything's positioned on the rack that you've uh-huh. raised the car up on correctly because you're now going to take most of the weight of the car out. So there's a lot of things that go into fixing EVs that, quite frankly, uh, and this is where Josh Legacy is really getting heavy into it because a lot of shops know nothing about what I just said. Makes sense. They've yeah. never been down that training path to even know what to do when it comes to fixing an EV. And sure. I hate to say this. But for those of you that are shop owners listening, you're either going to have to get into that at some point Mm -hmm. or just get out of fixing cars altogether because at some point that will be what you're doing. Now, it's not going to be tomorrow. Probably isn't going to be even the next 10 years. But as EVs start to get a hold of more and more sales, and yes, it's a slow process, and and I I am one where the free market needs to dictate that, not government. I, I don't want government telling everybody what they should or shouldn't buy. But as time goes by and there's more of them, and it will happen naturally, will it replace all ICE vehicles? No. My prediction is no, it won't, because there's just certain situations where you're going to need an ICE engine vehicle to do what people need to do. And some people just won't buy EVs, period, out of sheer disgust for them. Sorry, I'll just be honest. Some people don't want them as far as that goes. Others won't because of cost, because they're still going to be expensive. And there's various reasons as to sure. why they won't get. So I believe down the road you have a mixture of cars, just like we've always had. Yeah. Diesel, diesel ice, mm-hmm. gas ice. I do think some of the hydrogen techno- technology will come down the down the path and and get heavier and heavier. EV and then hybrid, of course. So you're going to have I think four to five different mixes of vehicles on the road. And no, Mister Government, it's not going to be one size fits all. Right. It never has been. Yeah. It never will be. It's not how the vehicle world, you know, the, the, the transportation world when it comes to, to cars and trucks works. You need a plethora of all of those things to meet the needs of all the people that are out there driving around. That's why there's, what, 150 different manufacturers now, or probably more than that even, you know, just, and all of them have 20 different models. Correct. You know? Correct. So, yeah, I, you know. That's, you can't force this stuff. It right. will naturally take hold. 
But point being, on on some of the EV repairs and so on, and they're going to get heavier as time goes by. And the other misconception is that EVs don't need any maintenance. Nothing could be farther for the truth. Yes, they do. They need everything from alignments, tires. They still have brakes. They still have suspension. They still have shock absorbers. They still have tie rods and all the things that every other regular vehicle has. And they've got componentry in the EV system that needs maintenance as well, including some of them having gearboxes with oil that need changed, coolant for the batteries which need changed. There's still things there that have to be taken care of. And no, it's not like Uncle Sam will tell you maintenance-free. That's kind of what the powers that be want everyone to think when they're buying an EV, but they're not maintenance-free. There are things that have to be done on that vehicle to keep it up to speed and Josh from Legacy and I, on, on, right here on Drive Radio, talk about that quite frequently. So uh, he'll be talking more about that. I think he's on in two weeks. He'll be talking more about that then as well. So in the meantime, hang tight, guys. Question of the day. If you're going to go buy a newer used vehicle, what is the one item that is just a no-go for you? If it doesn't have it, I'm looking at another vehicle. What is that one item? Ken Rackley and I, Tech Automotive, will be right back. Uh, Main line, 303-477-5600, or the text line, 307-200-8222. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.